If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sci Podcast. It's a podcast about black science fiction and fantasy and helping us stay on the same page as a family. Today we are really a family because we are joined by me, Amber, our favorite Ben, and we got Lil Wild Lynn. So, uh... Excited to see how long she's going to listen to the show. Anyway, today for episode 114, we'll be discussing the film Nanny, which is available to stream on Prime Video. It is directed by Niyatu, Nikyatu Jutsu. Nikyatu Jutsu. And before we get started, we always, always, always want to shout out those of you who support this show and make it really sustainable for us to produce and bring to y'all. Special shout out to Zach Martia. Delibrit, Michaela, Ashley Rivers, Serady, Kaylee, and Carissa. Thank you so much. If I butchered your name, you know where you can find me. You can DM me in the Patreon streets. I will be happy to say your name again. Anyway, let's do our quick top of the show check-in. Ben, how you doing today, sir? I, I'm recovering from having so many people come into my house. It was rotating in and out like in a, and out burger. a fast food joint. Uh, a brothel. Um, uh, how? A brothel. Tell the good people how consistently we've been seeing family, which we love, which we love. But like, you should start with our Christmas break and then turn us all the way down. Yeah. So you got Christmas break. <laughs> Who did we and see then? We I mean, saw I'm my saying, family, right? my mom, dad, and then we come back for New Year's. My sister, her husband came. Right. They left as soon as they left. We had friends from Chicago come. As soon as they left, your parents came. And actually, yes. when they were still here, your parents came. So yes. there was some crossover. Crossover. There was. Yes, my friends stayed here. Uh, they came on January 5th. And then my parents obviously were like, oh, your friends are in town. That'll be a good time for yeah, us to come. Yeah, that's a great time. They, they didn't do that on purpose. The big uh, national championship game with UGA, which we're all big UGA fans because I was born and raised in Athens. UGA stands for University of Georgia. University of Georgia. Who didn't know that? A lot of people don't. I didn't know what UGA was. What do you think the G stood for? I was, I didn't, I just didn't know what it was. Gotcha. Like I mentioned UGA to our babysitter who grew up on the East Coast. Like people on the East Coast can give zero fucks about like college football. Okay. Well, sure. Sure. But I'm just saying there's like one state that has G in it. But but that's fine. Anyway, we're but, all but big University of G Georgia. G could f- stand for a different name, like Grantville or something. You're right. Anyway, we're all big University of Georgia fans, and they all came in town because the national championship game was played here um, in Inglewood in California. And it was not even like 
a fun game to watch. The score was like 65 to 7. And we we had a lot of fun because we were just like taking shots and drinking and hanging out. But it sucks that they like flew all this way for like a, an embarrassment of a game. We won, but it was just kind of like, dang. Tex- Texas just go home Christian now. University. I, I'm so confused. See, that's one that's like, okay, TCU. Like you might yeah. assume Texas, but you're not, you might not know what the C stands yeah, for. Yeah, C, C, California, Texas, California University. I mean, G Texas, could stand. Texas, California University. Yeah. yeah, there could be a town called Texas in you're California. Right, though. You're right. Or a town called California in Texas. But the point being is I think football is incredibly stupid, especially how football is basically how much money you can offer or how much uh, or football, all sports, all spots are based on how much money you can offer someone. So if Wild wants to play football one day, like, no, absolutely not. So you're going to be that parent that's like, her. nope, you can't do it at all. No, absolutely. Maybe flag football. Maybe okay. You'll Madden, let her be flag. Maybe video game football. She can play video game football. The, do- the dog can do what she wants as far as I'm concerned. So me and you are going to sneak behind your dad's back and let you play football. Uh, but, yeah, I get it. I get it. The, the head injuries and all of that. But I do like that Honestly, football I- brings families together. Sure. I don't right? even, like, I don't even care to- about head injuries. Like, go get yourself a head injury. Wow, really? It is your own sort of trauma that's being self-induced. I'm just annoyed how much wow. money we put in. Or Again, I... I'm How much money my... do we put? What, what are you talking about? What money? Uh, so Americans put mi- like millions oh. of dollars in the development of sports teams and also the development of centers. I was like, I thought you were talking about the bar tab. In. I was like, we we didn't spend that much money. Oh no, gotcha. Bar- you I meant like we? I as will a society. spend all the bar tab on your family. That was a lot of fun. It was so great to have them here, yeah. and it was cool to like. I guess watch a giant game of chess because there is some you know skill in it and it was just stupid <laughs> oh yeah when oh. like why does uga i guess the way the leagues are formed or the different divisions are formed you have the i guess amber was explaining to me that you have one division that is just better than every other division Low and, key, and yeah. why is that oh it's because the schools attract more players better players because of money and because of clout and because the fact that they pay their college football coaches more than any other teacher right which is so fucked up in my head okay so would you like to continue on your tirade no, how much you hate football I'm or done. would you like to really just enjoy the fact that we got to spend time with family we and now we are getting to enjoy our home again and spend time with each other you want to go on a date tonight uh yeah sure oh what not, would you like not to the do? hesitation oh it depends what you want to do i'm all about oh so you want to spend time with me Pending, it's what you wanted. Yeah, like... Y'all, you heard it first, folks. I just got... If your date includes a a trip to the emergency room, that sounds like a terrible date. Why would I plan a date that's a trip to the emergency room? Maybe you like watching people come in with different injuries. But have I ever done that? some sort of sick affinity to seeing, like, the diversity of injuries that someone can have on it. Okay. Well, LA, let's. I'll, in an I LA will. Emergency room. That's a, that's I will take really myself up, on a date then, um, because I just I see y'all. Even in marriage, you can be rejected. I just asked my husband on a date, and he said, "I don't want to go nowhere with you, not even to the emergency room." I, which doesn't even make any sense at all. It you know, I don't like those dates. I like food dates. Yeah. Do no, you I, like your I would, Yeah. Sure. So sort of. I, I was wondering where that. Uh, oh, you're asking me to go on a date because we've. We've been just been around, hosting people. Uh, we hosting. haven't had time to spend with each other, but um, I would do I, Well, that, the answer is yeah. no. You can just say no. I would love to you go on a date. You don't want to ha- go on a date with me. You just say no. I could go on a date with you. The, okay, well, what are my multiple choice options? Because I don't Your want to choose the wrong choice thing. multiple choice is we could go <laughs> bowling, 
You hate bowling. I know. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Like, what do people do for dates? I'm not used to Man, dating. We go on dates all the time. Yeah, mostly just eating food, stuffing our faces with food. Yeah, we love food. But I could do something different from that. Oh, maybe, maybe I guess we can... it should be something kid-friendly, too. I don't know. Yeah, this is from Miss Chris Brown. We're going to switch to a podcast review. <laughs> they, might, they might have a... No, I think we should just turn the podcast now into our date. Yeah, I mean, that would be... That's kind of what we do anyway. Yeah, this is kind of a formal date. date. Anyway, go ahead and breathe. So, Miss Chris Brown writes, "Glad you like CA. CA stands for California. Those who did not know. What are we even doing right now, Ben? Y'all are we're reading Apple Podcasts. I just said. I said that. Did you did you encourage people to? Oh yeah, you should write an Apple Podcast show, or did you just jump right in? Yeah. Uh, you should write an Apple podcast review. I'm going to read Period. one now because we read them aloud and sometimes we get date ideas from your podcast reviews. So love it, love this it, person love. says, glad you like CA. Y'all are great. If you want to see some hills, come up north and see SF or Vallejo or don't. Ha ha ha. Thank you so much. Uh, that was actually really sweet. Yes, uh, we are new to Cali and we do sometimes need to get outside of LA. I mean, it would be cool, be cool to do like a day trip to the north of California see some snow capped mountains and travel around. And uh, this child, that little like, you know, drop you keep on hearing in the background is because <laughs> this child keeps on dropping stuff. Y'all, we, we, she was asleep she and was. then we took too long to set up the podcast we and then did. she woke up and she's like, that's my time. That's y'all that's are done. It. So, I mean, but she doesn't seem to be crying about the bottle. So we're all good. Uh, you want me to read the second podcast review? Uh, yes. This one is from O-S-U-A-B-G-O-D. G-A-O-D. I'm super sorry. I just don't want to butcher it. But you did say, y'all are the funniest people I've met in 2022. I'm sure my neighbors are wondering why the heck I'm over here howling, laughing, and doing the dishes. Love you guys. We love you as well. Please, y'all. You know, I was giving Ben shit for not introing these uh, podcast reviews, but we really do appreciate reading your Apple podcast reviews on the show and just hearing from y'all out in these internet streets. It really feels nice to connect with strangers on the internet. I love it. And there's so many, you know, sometimes we'll get on the show and talk about trolls and stuff like that, but there's like a hundred thousand incredible people for every troll. So thank you for just like being the, the amplified voices and we cannot wait to read more of y'all's reviews. We yeah. really like them. Don't we, we don't really get a lot of trolls. I actually we re- think no, now we, haven't been. we have a better chance of running into a troll under a bridge than on the internet. Right I would now. agree. I think we've done a good job. I think we like mostly drown them out, but I think, yeah. but there is so much good. Uh, and I, I'm actually hosting a, a talk on my Amazon amp show tonight about just like some of the dark sides of influencing. And I was surprised when I was making an outline for that today that like, Trolls was not really a huge bullet point. They suck. They happened, but there's so much good. Anyway, ben, speaking we- of drowning, oh. we're going to be discussing today the film Nanny, which, by the way, I nannies, man. Shout out to all the nannies in the world. If you're a Absolutely. nanny, you are incredible for raising someone else's kids and not killing them. Because, okay. <laughs> like, the, your level of patience and love for that someone dramatic. Yes. <laughs> else's kid, I think, is just fantastic. It is. Uh, yeah, so this film we watched, for those who have not seen it, I'll give a brief summary. It's about a recent Senegalese immigrant, Aisha, who begins nannying for a very wealthy family in New York City and hoping to use that money to bring her son, Lamine, to the States. 
and ashy nanny's uh, malevolent presence begins to haunt her both in her dreams and in her real life one of the things that this film made me think about is throughout the film this white family that this black woman nannies sort of gyps her at points and that doesn't pay her on time, which right. made me really angry. And when we were here, I was talking to my sister, and she, my sister is a nanny, Tirza, and we were talking about some of her experiences. And one time, she was called last minute by someone who had gotten her number through a recommendation, said, hey, I need you over right now. Like, I heard that yep, you would be never willing met. to... Never met. And Tirza was like, okay, yeah, I need, I need the money. She had just moved for the first time and she hadn't fully gotten a job yet. And so she goes over to this woman's house and she begins uh, nannying for like two hours, just babysitting or whatever. And the baby's asleep, but she's watching the baby. And then afterwards, the woman comes out of her office. This was, you know, the woman the she never met, never met before. And was like, well, why didn't you do the dishes? And started like talking down to my sister. And then it was like, well, we're not going to pay you the twenty hour, $20 per hour that we agreed on. I'm only just giving you $5 an hour. I gave her 10 bucks. And then had the audacity. The audacity. The audacity to ask her back to nanny the next day. Correct. And I was like, what the? And That's then, so <laughs> trash. Like, oh, pe- it's, it's complete trash. But uh, you pointed out, I forgot this part of the story, but... Right after, as Tears is leaving, a massage therapist for the baby, an infant, is coming into the home. This was like yes. a nice home so in San Diego. So these people had lots of money to do tons Fucking of activities bullshit. with their child. Their regular sitter or their regular nanny was sick or something. And so they had to call um, Tears, uh, my sister-in-law, in last minute. And they didn't pay her the rate that was agreed upon and then was like, why didn't you do all of these other things that they also didn't ask for, which is just not okay. We, we, I'm really glad that we're watching this movie now versus like a couple of years ago when we started the podcast, because I, I think it really, obviously it hits a little bit different now because we, we don't have a nanny, but we do have a babysitter for times that we get busy and just need some support. And we're also new to LA. So we really value, and I hope that um, our babysitter feels that way. We really value when she takes the time to care for our little one. And we, we, not only do we pay her her rate, we, we Uber her here. We, we buy meals for her. We support, she's also um, an artist out here in LA and we go to her shows and support her. And so it's just so trash that people who have the money can treat people who do services for them like that. Like it's I, a hierarchy of services. It is a hierarchy. Like if yes. you're in childcare, you're not as worthy than if you were a criminal lawyer or something like that. Yeah, and also there's just weird fucking power dynamics that happens when you nanny children. Right, like the camera will be there and then just, you know, it's like, okay, well, you're here to watch my child, but can you also tutor them? Like in this movie, it's like, well, can you also tutor her French because you speak French? Can you also do our dishes? Can you also cook meals? Like this is a whole living operation and sometimes they even need overnights. So it's shocking that they're not paying what they're worth. And I think the movie also does a really good job of sort of seeing the house struggle a little bit. Like when we start the movie, I'm not going to lie. The movie was a little slow in some parts, which which we'll get to. But when we started this film, the the first time she comes over to the house, the, the fridge is like full of food and everything like that. And then as the movie continues, like there's some, the, the family is going through some, some, 
financial hardship. Yeah. But it's so funny when rich people talk about going through financial hardship. Like things hardship. have been tight around here. Yeah. yeah. And and meanwhile, here's this woman who d- doesn't have enough money to fly her um, child to come see her. Right. Yeah. It, it's ridiculous when wealthy people talk about wealth problems. Or what do you so? the movie kind of didn't explain what was happening with them. So do you have some speculations about like, because you did see food missing from the fridge I, and I don't, I don't want to chop that up to like, Oh, they just didn't get to go run and get it. Like what was the movie really trying uh, to show us? I think the movie was showing, uh, the falling of the stock market at this point because okay. they referenced the black lives matter movement. So and this looting. film, yeah, they, yeah did. They, they alluded to it. So this is happening during the pandemic and, uh, and also maybe but that's kind of even unclear because there's no masks or anything. So I was yeah. a little bit confused about like why this family was struggling with money. Cause she, and then at some point the wife had just gotten a promotion as well. Right. So I was kind of like, this is really juxtaposed to like what's so, happening in the home. So I think what happens is that people live above their means. And so living above your means may mean that you buy a mansion or you buy a condo that's like four stories, uh, a four-bedroom condo instead of buying a three-bedroom condo. Or you buy a mansion instead of buying you know, a colonial home. But what a lot of these wealthy people don't understand is that home ownership, just having a home is like a form of privilege. Or, right, of course. Or, or well, uh, the what? housing bubble, like people losing their retirement or losing portions of their retirement when most people don't even have retirement and if they come from like other countries or if they are learning for the first time or coming from a certain demographic. So it's just funny when like wealthier people comparatively talk about like wealth, wealth woes. It is funny, but I think there are a lot of points of, of the movie where the main character is experiencing some supernatural elements. Like yeah. she thinks she's drowning. She, she feels a spider crawl into her mouth and we don't know if that's happening or if it's not. So there were times where I was like, Oh, when the nanny opens this fridge, is she just seeing this? And then when the mother opens the fridge, she's like, what are you talking about? Like the food's here. Like I, I was a little bit confused about what they were doing um, with. I, I was just confused about that choice oh. that added part of it. I, I didn't, I didn't find it confusing because the music is really, really critical. Like all the lyrics have, you know, important uh, metaphorical resonance and sort of getting to like the, the whole sort of plot of the film is that, what we discover towards the end of the film, spoiler alert, is that uh, she is being haunted. And yes. she, she's being haunted by the mixture of both her guilt, not being able to get her son over, but at one point her son has drowned and is now haunting her and the little girl that she's nannying, who is just this like kind, sweet little girl yeah, which was who nice. feels more of a connection with the nanny. And that's cause of bitterness uh, because the mother, you know, it's like, why is, why are you, why, why do you love this woman who's not, he, dude, <laughs> yeah. he didn't even birth you. Anyway, it turns out her son is like, the most time with it. is also, haunting her. Sorry to cut you off there. It's, it's kind of a little bit, I mean, I don't think they were meaning to be funny, but it's really funny that like the mother hates how much her daughter is loving, like the spicy. Oh yeah. She's like, why are you feeding Senegalese her food and stuff Senegalese like that? Senegalese food. She's like, this, this is way too seasoned for my child's tummy or my or belly or something. belly. Yeah, and it's not. The child's like, no, I want that. Like, at some point, the child, like, 
hits away a bowl full of like pasta and re- like the, regular sauce because she's like, like the sauces like that you know that ragu yeah. shit that you get in like the can't which i do like i do like that but it just there's just zero seasoning to it you yes know? it's so it's funny because like, even when we went home to your family you would be like oh that just, just has no seasoning yeah like, it's kind of a, a testament to, to how long you've been with me yeah i've started to learn more what seasoning means just for at a, an emotional level <laughs> It make you throw food if yeah. you don't have it. I don't know. So yeah, this this film is the it's, music. Oh, the music is important. So yes. she's waiting at the airport. We have this beautiful upbeat music. You know, um, Aisha has sort of uh, fallen for this. You know, um, American man Malik, who's just like the sweetest guy ever. Oh yeah. Uh, who has a great joke at one point? He jokes about having lots of kids. I you love know, that sit, joke. Like, like hitting it's like, into I that got five stereotype kids, five baby of black men like, having, you know, multiple children. He's like, I'm children. just kidding. Right. He's like, yeah, and I have one, and I spread them out through all the burrows. And they're having dinner, and Aisha's like, what the fuck, dude? And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm playing with you. So there's a lot of these very intimate moments that I think makes it feel slow because, I, again, I think we're conditioned to it's watch a, a horror slow. film. I mean, it's slow if you're well, not used to movies that take place in, like, three rooms. It's I, it's like her bedroom and her apartment. Yes. The nanny's apartment. Yes. And then that's basically it. It jumps in. No, between I can those. I can appreciate uh I get are you alluding to like a lower budget? I can appreciate yeah, that. Lower I, budget. I also love stage plays and those obviously only take place typically in a couple of rooms or whatever. But I think for me and and sound off if you watch this with us, there were just some beats of like, okay, I need a rising action. That's your side. Because that would be my sigh. I'm sorry to jump the gun on that. But my big sigh is I need a rising uh. action somewhere because we've kind of been watching the same. We've been watching the same energy, the same story for about 40 straight minutes. I need something that shows me like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Like something's about to hit the fan. You didn't feel yourself needing a little bit no. more of that? No, I thought it worked really well for me because very early in the film, you get this cue like creepy music that uh, has, you know, doors, handles moving up and down at one point. What what we discover is that these goddesses and gods, um, African deities, are sort of incepting her, their will, and sort of they're haunting within the life of Aisha. And so it's her bringing the, her this tradition, these gods, into a new world of, you know, America. And that's sort of haunting, that past is haunting her. So Anansi shows up and Mama Wata shows up which Anansi uh, is sort of the trickster spider god. And then Mama Wata, Mama Wata is a is essentially a mermaid kind of deity. And, yeah. uh, and we almost learned that those deities are less tricksters and more like, we're trying to tell you that something has happened. Yes. Uh, and, they're like and, communicating to her. Yes. They're and, like, something has happened. And here's like, here are the signs of what it is. And it, it was a really nice touch that the child of this family she was sitting sort of started to pick up on like this is what's she didn't she didn't tell her exactly what happened but that was when we the audience knew like oh god like something happened to this woman's child yeah and even this other child knows because she like you know kids do that they listen to the boogeyman or the the ghost or whatever and then they try to explain to the adults like 
I know why you're being haunted it, or whatever. That's definitely a, a trope to explore or a theme in horror where like children tend to know or they can see the ghosts before the parents. Oh, yeah. The aware. Sixth Sense, baby. Yeah. Or Don't Be Afraid of the Dark is another really great one. And so sort of children having this inner knowledge is, I think, done really well. But it was so sad because at the end oh, of the it movie, was devastating. she goes to pick up her son at the airport and her cousin, who's supposed to be watching her son, shows up. It was like without I, the child, without the child, it was like I didn't want to tell you because I was. You so could tell the cousin was avoiding her for, for her phone for calls. a while. Yeah, like dodging her like, phone call. Oh, your son's asleep, and oh, it was just oh, sick. just sick. I I I was wild was asleep on my chest during that scene, and, and I was just, just like, like held her. oh my goodness, like imagine you know. And then you're also like, why did you even come? Like, did you use me to you use, you is use this me to get a ticket to, to America the US? or yeah. what? Did you want to just tell or me in person, go get a work like, visa and take advantage of my hard work? Exactly. So it was, at, and and we kind of don't see what happens with the cousin and Aisha afterwards, which I think was nice. We don't need to, but it was just so like that grief was so heavy. Like those scenes where she's looking for the child and trying to make some calls, and and we the audience know like something's up. Those were really hard for like. Do you find that those were uh, yeah pretty hard for watch, us to watch? Yeah, especially now when you have a kid, you know, it started to make me wonder if Wild were to ever tragically die would i then go kill myself like you start yeah there was a scene in there i i mean i don't want to get too dark on there but yeah i mean everything i'll say everything that happened in the movie i was like yeah i would yeah yeah, i feel that way movie she goes to drown herself in the hudson river yeah and we find out that she is pregnant and so mama water mama water actually comes up we see the mermaid like entity bringing up uh, Aisha and saves her from drowning. And though, and though she does, you know, fall in love again, and she does have another child. Um, that grief. She, that grief. There's the last shot of her just like curled up in a bathtub, like obviously traumatized, obviously sad, and you can never really get over the loss of a child. Right? Absolutely. And I think that even if you have more, to, even if yeah, yeah even if you have all the support, because she does have support. She has Malik to support her. Malik's grandma is actually a psychic and sort of gives her, you know, advice on how to deal with these entities and whatnot. Yes. But even with that, Malik's grandmother has also lost her daughter as well. Uh, so Malik's mother, I think, died. Well, we we are led to believe that Malik's died. Mother died because she had schizophrenia, but the mother or the grandmother shares with us that basically, like, they they called the cops because she was having an episode, and the cops, like, they, they didn't say it outright, but the cops, like, handcuffed her and brutally, you know, took her away or something like that. So we're, it's, it's assumed that she died in the hands of police custody, but... This movie has a lot of, um, you know, a horror movie typically sheds light on the other horrors that are really out there because, you know, Mama Wada and Anansi, the, the spider. Okay. Are not the real horrors. <laughs> and I was like, the real we're, horror is we when. We are the walking you, dead. Yeah. We're the monsters, actually. Or the white woman who right. doesn't. Right. Not gypsum, being paid not for being watching paid. somebody else's baby is a and, horror. At one, it is. At one point. Uh, Aisha has has kept track of all the money she spent, all the receipts, everything that she keeps on using, and uh, all the overtime. <laughs> and 
the husband, the Adam. husband, Adam, you know, looks at it and he, he sort of tries to give her, you know, they talk about eventually gives her money. But at one point, you know, Amber was like, oh, man, th- this is this is enough horror in itself. You don't need them. I was male- like, just cut the movie Malevolent here. presence, which, by the way, the the gods who are haunting her son who is haunting her. That isn't the evil. The evil is like her not being paid on time, which caused her to not send the money on time. And so she kept on yeah. postponing her son co- from coming over here. Or I guess the evil is like having the ability to care for somebody else's child and not for your own. Oh, yeah, that's and. Yeah. I think also there's a point where she asks to be paid equitably for her services. And Adam is like, well, I can give you an advance. She's like, it's not an advance. advance, It's what you owe me. You know, you could, I I would sit next to you basically saying like, what, you know, you know, me watching any film is like a full commentary next to you. But I just, I not, not to, um, put myself anywhere near Aisha's shoes because I have no idea what it's like to fully have to like nanny and commit your life to some, uh, to, to a family, to a job and still be cheated. But there have definitely been times like on this, you know, journey of being self-employed where I've been paid very late for services. I actually just got an email about something. Um, I'll show it to you after Ben. It was basically a breakdown of like, here are the dates you're supposed to be paid for this thing, but we also get additional time per the contract. So there were literally two columns, like a column highlighted in yellow of when I was supposed to be paid for something. And then there's a column in blue of later dates that saying like, you'll be paid no later than these dates. When it's really just like, why is this even a thing? If you tell somebody you're going to pay them on Friday, pay them on Friday. Don't give me a table of highlighted like here's, Friday here's a range and then you'll get days paid. 60 days after that saying or you might get paid two months after these anticipated dates we're not sure and that is just it's anxiety inducing it's unfair like because when when I needed to submit my work at a certain deadline I met that deadline so why can't you meet yours so I definitely empathized for sure with this anxiety of like, well, I did this job, but who knows when I'll be paid. And and now I have to work up myself to go over there and ask for the pay that I am rightfully owed. And I think a lot of people will be able to feel that when you're, when you're asking for a promotion at a job, when you're asking just for basic, like it's very hard to send an email saying like, Hey, per our contract, I was supposed to be paid on this date. So I was really just like, Oh, I know what that feels like. You you know, and Ben, yeah. you're you've been on the she other has, side of it too. We had this. This at this to, point uh, is a family business, so some like there have definitely been times, rather recently, that I have just been sobbing, and I'm like, Ben, what are we, like, we were supposed to get this check two weeks ago. Like, what's the plan? I have no plan. Which obviously, Ben, I always have a plan. Ben, Ben always has a plan. Ben grounds me. And I'm like, like, listen, it's, the it's money, coming. the it's, money is on the way. The yeah. But you know, way. there were definitely some times last month because yeah. every business is like, if sorry, it's the holiday. Yeah, if you're a stressful person, then being an influencer yeah. is definitely, I'm a, a stressful person. Yeah. How am I stressful? If somebody says they're going to pay you on December 1st and they don't pay you to the 29th. Well, the thing is there's, they give you rate with influencing. Listen to Amber's amp show. At you know, at some point, <laughs> you better but plug it, me. But, but in, I don't. And influencing essentially, you don't get paid because you're not you're a private contractor, right? So people pay you on a range of dates, and so yes. it's sort of accepted that you might be between be between be paid between day one or day sixty. They call them like or day one between day thirty, and so if, and well, if getting consistent pay not- is something that will stress you out. That's, that's not just my problem. Part of the, the world. My problem oh, is they when also a show late. 
My problem is that when a business says, I will pay you in 30 days and we're on day 45. Yes. That's which, when which I have a happen. problem. That's consi- right. That consistently happens. Exactly. Because you're a private contractor. No one's really holding them accountable. You can't like call HR on them because right. there is no HR to call. The most you can do is maybe talk to your agent or talk yep. to and I know people your that manager just or don't get paid. They're like, well, I just never got it. And they'll follow up and still like, there was one company that I didn't get paid for. This was before I even had an agent. I mean- it took them maybe six months, like, you know, a ridiculous oh. amount of time and people can't really budget for their lives yeah. and their, their living for stuff like that. So it is very, you know, and it, that, that now, I don't think it's fair to call me a stressful person because of that. And yeah. I, I'd be stressed about other stuff. That now compound really that being a nanny where you're literally like the pay you're getting is barely enough to begin with. We're like influencing. Right. You're getting actually when the pay comes. Yes, it, you're paid more great, than equitably, but you don't pay, know if it's going to come today now, now or March fiftieth. And you're they're jip, they're literally jipping her out of like a hundred bucks, and they're staying in a fucking like four bedroom condo in New York right. City. The, Gorgeous. So, well, that's that's Probably the thing like for me multi, where I would just you know, I mean I, over a million dollars. Their condo that they're living but in. There's no reason why they can't pay there's, there's Aisha no 100 bucks or 200 bucks or whatever. There's no reason they can't pay Aisha. I think that in in the case of Aisha, and I know that, that like, obviously we're, we can say, like, you say that you do this, but you, you won't. But in the case of Aisha, I, I have worked in the back of restaurants and at pizza buffets and shit like that. So if time went by where I just wasn't getting paid, it would be really hard for me to just show up the next day. Yeah. Like, that would be very challenging. Like, like kind of like your sister did. It's like, no, you didn't pay me for today. I, I'm not coming back here. And I'm not trying to victim blame Aisha in the least. But um, I think it's it's probably easy to take advantage. I mean, it is easy to take advantage of people that uh, immigrated to this country. Or undocumented. It, it, undocu- they don't have yes. official work papers. Right. And yes. It, it, so, right. It is a privilege for the, me to say, I ain't coming back tomorrow. Whereas some people are like, well, maybe that's just how it goes in America. Or I don't have, I have a work visa. Yes. At one point, the, the, the auntie who she's staying with, the boarder, the person who's boarding her, um, says, you know, make sure you do whatever you do need to like, to, to keep, keep this, this job, keep these this don't job come by every day. They so don't she's come like, by every know. day. So even yep. if you're, even if they're coming consistently, a week too late, two weeks late, or you have to keep on asking her, like you have at least you have and, a job, right? Like and that's where satisfied. I have an ex- insane amount of privilege when it comes to even talking about this because if a if a job gyps me, I could just be like, oh great, I'll never work with you again. Good, n- thank you, and good night. Good night. Where, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I do independent contracting work, but Aisha, like, it, my heart goes out to somebody who. I mean, it, it, uh, it just, if you, if you want to be sad, watch this movie, yeah. it feels like, because it's like, she couldn't catch a break. So I think, I think at the beginning, Ben and I, th- there was a scene where they shared how another nanny almost like snapped and um, killed a child. And did so, kill, did, did kill a child. Yeah. And so I was like, we, obviously oh, we were both is, like, oh is crap, I used to kill this little, kid. This little Cause they're not, they're not paying her her wages. Like what? And then, so, it, so when it turns out that Aisha's child also died on top of all of this undue financial distress, I was like, Oh my God, like I can't watch this. I, I, th- I not that I'm ever, ever saying getting excited about a nanny killing somebody's child, but there was just no justice in this film at all. Wouldn't you say? There isn't, even though the white, the white family, she nannies speak a lot about justice. And then right. 
the the guy Adam, he is a photographer photographer who goes around like taking pictures of war zones, and yeah. he he pretends to be super woke, but he's also a sleaze. Yeah, he like and hits on the name. Yeah, at one oh. po- at one point, Aisha is like, you know, saying that um, she's not being paid, uh, that the mother is not paying her, so she goes to the father, Adam, and says, and Adam says, okay, don't worry, goes gets her money. And Aisha is like so grateful and gives her a hug, and then he like start tries to make out with her. Yeah, and I, Aisha's like, "What the fuck?" Like, oh man, like I am in just a weird cultural world, right? Like, and you're like, "What do I just keep t- putting up with this?" Like, what, what happens at this point? So I think, I think the movie did shed a, a lot of light on what you kill their baby. That's what you do. You kill their baby. what immigrants experience in this country. But then on the, top the of nanny, compound nanny. that you didn't within her me. child dying was like. That's the one this person you much. don't want to pay is like the person babysitting your your kid. What do you mean? Like they that's, could kill that's your kid. That's one person that you don't want to stiff. Yeah. That, oh god, I got it. That's not that's not the person you want to stiff. Is right, it, right. Stiff the person that cleans your home or or paints your garage. Oh <laughs> man, there's another kidding. scene where there's a kidding, woman. Kidding. They pay this mother. At one point, like tries to find connections with Aisha and says, you know, we live in a man's world, and presumably the mother is some sort of lawyer or in some sort of advertising where there's a lot of men and she's making a lot of money and she tries to find this connection with Aisha and it, <laughs> Aisha just doesn't say anything. Nothing. And her yes. silence says it all. Right. And I, I thought think there's Aisha a was minimalist least... to, to a lot of the direction of this where, where we know what's going on because of the imagery and the lack of like yeah. language. I thought Aisha was going to poison the child. Like they kept, they, they kind of kept baiting us in some parts. I guess this would be another side. They kept saying like, this child has a lot of allergies. We, she never even ate before oh, you. Yeah. She's got some tummy issues with certain seasoning. Pay and me, then nothing pay me ha- or, I, or I'll kill your child. Yeah. I, so, and there was a scene where Aisha was hallucinating and she had a knife over this child, but like, which what, we, what is that rule that you talk about? Like the if you see the gun in Act One, somebody's gonna die or something. What are you? What oh, Tchaikovsky's. Tchaikovsky's. No, not Chekhov's, Chekhov's gun. Right? Yeah, Chekhov's. something. So we, there were there were some times where I was like, oh, this is like they zoomed Chekhov's in gun. on the child's seasoned food. Yeah. Chekhov's gun. It's Chekhov's a narrative gun. principle that states that every element in a story must be necessary and irrelevant elements should be re- removed. For example, so if you're show, you're going to have a gun in this scene, that gun at some point needs to be used. Right, right, so I feel like there were a lot of guns, but it wasn't used. Like, Well, it was hinted. At one point, It was hinted, were. but it's like, oh, she's going to she's gonna put something in the child's food that has her gives her an allergic reaction or something. something no, but, well, I think her, them keep on commenting on the food led to the final you know action where the mom says... You know, this food is too spicy. Like, so the child actually right, doesn't have but, any allergies. But, you, but Aisha came back the next day. Like, oh, I see. Do you see? Like, but, but how did that serve the plot? Um, it served the the plot by like ramping up the tension and the trauma of having to work in an environment where your boss is taking advantage of you. And yeah, not but allowing that you didn't actually... serve like like the huge climactic moment was us finding out that Aisha's child had, had died. By drowning, so it kind of just and it, and it was, had, a, and what, was a, a, and was a, a red spirit. herring or like it, it kind of wasn't it, a red it threw ha- us off a little bit. No, I think I think it wasn't a red herring. I think it was just showing this tension that results when you hire someone to be your nanny, and then you um you, you there is a power dynamic where you're you're hiring them to care for your kid, but you still have the opportunity to not trust them to care for your kid. Okay, well how. 
Do you feel like this movie ended in the way that you would have wanted it to end? Were you satisfied with the ending? I think so. I think the ending was a little rushed. Uh, I think they could have done a little bit uh, more. I, maybe, maybe the movie should have ended with her just dying. Who? Like, uh, Aisha. Yeah, I, yeah. Aisha just that, walking or... uh, and drowning herself in the Hudson. I sort of liked that they didn't. I think either one could have worked. I think having so you don't think Aisha should have just goddess, like... I think having the goddess save her showed us like, hey, these there was no malevol- like malevolent force or malvolent, right. malvolent, malvolent. Evil, you, this evil presence. So many times. I know. Clairvoyant. No, clairvoyance when you can see the future. There was uh, no evil. There was no malevolent. evil. Malevolent. There was no evil <laughs> presence. There was we, no, we, we the gods, go. the goddesses, yeah, they were all there to eventually support Aisha. And actually, right. the real villain of the story was this white family that wasn't paying her. I know, but didn't you want one or two and things to happen to this family her. for not paying her, for well, sexually assaulting her? That's for, not how it works. Not to the right? child, but. Yeah, but I don't want to watch how it works. I want to watch. I want some some justice when I'm watching horror. Presumably, she now is living with Malik, and she's found a new job, right? Yeah, but we don't know. But she's a she is a teacher. She was a teacher in Senegal, and now she's going to get her citizenship. She's going to get her teaching. Now she's probably a teacher in in New York City public schools. So you didn't want to see like this family's house get lost or like a foreclosure sign in Uh, the front something. Yeah, maybe something like really terrible happens. Well, no, because then it centers the... their story where yes, the story yes. needed to center on Aisha. Yeah, but all but but don't center me if it's just horrors happening to me. Well, not just horror happens. We see her have a, a kid. We see her fall in love with Malik. We see her still being haunted by the death of her child. I'm sorry, and... falling in love and not being paid equitably. That's that that didn't do it for me. It's like. Well, I ain't get my check, but at least I I got a date tonight. Or maybe 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 you wanted like a Nazi Mama Wada like to destroy the family. Some or or continue haunting them or something. I don't know. Maybe they they sound sound off if you watch this movie and you were like, dang, can something happen to all of these people? You you know, being complete trash to her. Speaking of, Uh, maybe I'm just mean. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) you want to see right now? Right now, am I mean? Yes, of course you're mean. But you're not mean all the time. I mean, everyone's mean. You have, you have a strong sense of justice. You you like to see people right. Uh, and this would like be like if Get wrong. Out ended with Chris dying. Yeah, which it could have gone either way. I'm glad it didn't. But no, wait, I, need, I want to root for her. I'm like, yeah, yeah get kid. back at this guy that assaulted you. Get back at this white lady who tried to compare her situation. It wasn't situation. that kind get of movie. Back at, yeah, no, it's not that. It wasn't that kind of movie. Yeah, it's the kind of movie that's like, meet black girl. Black just, girl gets shitted on. Black girl gets shitted on again. Yeah. Scene. Maybe that movie will be made someday where there is that sense of justice and finality and revenge. Um, or, or to yeah, I see what you mean. Like, ramp up. Like, maybe the this white family does something really terrible. Or maybe Rose, their daughter Rose, was like a very sweet little girl. Yeah, she was sweet. Who, you know ends up really connecting with Aisha. Maybe, but maybe have Rose become like evil or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Lamine still like not only haunts her, but now can sort of speak through Rose her or as a conduit. Her. Yeah, possess yeah, her. Again, so she is, can still speak. This isn't, but I don't think that was the movie yeah, this person wanted to make. They wanted to make something subtle. They wanted to make, you know, what, they wanted to make this the supernatural elements debatable. 
Uh, yeah. But I don't think they're debatable. And it did tell a different equally. story. Maybe the American in me wanted to be like, Revenge. yeah, but are you going to slit somebody's throat? Like, let's go. Yeah, you wanted a slasher <laughs> film. This I is, did want a slasher. This was more That's of a okay, drama though. with like slight use of horror elements. I will say something that I did enjoy, not to completely drag this film, because I did enjoy watching it. Uh, the creature feature effects were very creepy yeah. in some scenes. And you could tell like, oh, this movie wasn't made on like a huge budget, but I still am really enjoying like they, they how they, used where they, they put they their worked, dollars. Right. right. I agree. Yeah. I thought it was really brilliant. You don't have to create these massive effects to. Yeah. Everything a, ain't got to be creepy shadowy spider, or, you know, crawling up a wall. wall. That was horrifying. Yeah. Like or, there was a, a, a spider that crawled in her mouth. Hor- horrified. Yeah. And by the way, I've always read this thing where throughout our lifetimes, we're going to eat eight spiders or something. I have no idea if that's true, but just by sleeping, spiders will crawl into our mouth and, and bugs and stuff. So anyway, anyway, speaking of bugs and weirdness and stuff like that, we are reading up next. Oh, go ahead. Keep going. Up next. Uh, well, oh, first I have to do in conclusion. Uh, watch, yeah, warp up the show. watch Nanny. This film was made. By a first-time director, it was picked up by Blumhouse, and, and you know you can watch it on Prime Video. I think it's absolutely worth the watch, especially if you enjoy horror elements. It's a good story. But up next, we will be discussing the space opera with aliens, genetic engineering. We'll be discussing the novel uh, Destroyer of Light. I'm super excited to check this out. I've read half it's of the book. It's a short novel, right? Yeah, it's very short. How many pages did you say? It's like... Uh, 215 or something great yeah just just above novella length i think like by a couple of pages yeah Yeah. so So. y'all be sure to read destroyer of light by jennifer marie brissett and we will see y'all next week for the show bye y'all bye thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.